Tech Talk with Matthew Dickerson. Matthew Dickerson. Tech Talk. Sit back and relax. It's time to talk technology. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, gadget geeks. We've got a magical Christmas episode for you this week. Sidle up and take a virtual seat on Uncle Matthew's lap and let him whisper in your ear news of the latest tech trinkets to inspire and delight you. Starting to get a little bit creepy there, actually. Uh, sorry about that, Matt. I've uh, got to watch the tone of the show. How's your week been? Yeah, good. I feel very privileged that I had Santa Claus in the room for just a moment or two right. there. Yeah, you just whisked him and then He's very quick. Mic. Yeah, he was starting to drop a little bit of innuendo there, so I had to get rid of him. That's right. Well, just imagine to get around the whole world in one night and deliver all those presents. He's got to be quick, so yeah, he wasn't he's a master long. of time. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Well, it is interesting you talk about Christmas, and it is a month or a few weeks to go before Christmas, but one thing that people often say to me in the lead-up to Christmas is, I've got someone in my life that's a bit of a geek that likes their technology, what am I going to buy them? Yeah, so we're going to take a bit of a different line in the show today, yeah? Absolutely. And the difficult part that I always have is that I can't give advice about buying the geek in your life anything practical because you'll never get it right. Ah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, give s- up. Give up. Yeah, there's no point. That's right. There's so many variables. There's so many colours or models or memory sizes or so many different things you can get. If you attempted to get a practical present for that geek in your life, you know, depending on how nice they are, they'd probably either say, well, this is wrong, isn't it? You didn't get the whatever. Yeah, you can go close, yeah. but if it's not exactly what they want, what's going to happen with it? It's, it's going right. to get re-gifted to someone else. Or it's going to be returned, returned or they're just going to yeah. say, we're never talking to you again, or it's <laughs> how drastic that's it might be. That's a tantrum, be. yeah. <laughs> but they happen, I guess. But that's the problem, is that you want to get something for them, you know the person, so you th- feel like you want to give them something that's practical for them, but just don't do it. It'd be like me trying to buy a new pair of shoes for my wife. Mm. I wouldn't even think about doing it because I know I would not get it right. Well, it's a source of arguments at our house, right? So um, you can try too hard in giving the gift, <laughs> right? right? So get something that is somewhere along the lines and we'll see how it goes. So what we had last year was we had the 4G for Christmas, the Geek Gadget Gift Guide for oh, Christmas. lovely, yes. But we've upgraded this year. Oh, of course. Why wouldn't you? 5G. Oh, 5G, of course. So we've got the Great Geek Gadget <laughs> Gift Guide for Christmas. So 5G for Christmas is what we're going to do. That's sensational. We'll run through a few different ideas. Now, these are presents that I've tried to pick out that you could give to a geek in your life that are pretty much useless, but they've got a geek flavour to them, so you're not going to offend them by getting mm. the wrong thing. Most of them are relatively cheap, so you're not going to blow too much money. In fact, they'd be perfect for the office Christmas party if you're going to do a Kris Kringle or just oh, yeah. some friend that you've got that you want to give some sort of a appreciation gift to, but don't expect it to be used for any practical purpose. So let's see how we go with our 5G for Christmas. <laughs> well, as you said, you've put together a Christmas shopping list, a lazy 20 or so items to pile under the tree and make Christmas morning the envy of all the kids on the block. I remember meeting up with the kids across the road on Christmas morning or on Boxing Day, and, and you'd swap notes with uh, uh, with them about your Christmas bounty that you'd had the year before. Oh, sorry, well, sorry, that year. Um, this would always come with some rapidly fluctuating degree of envy and superiority as you systematically uh, made your way through each other's Christmas bounty. I, I remember they were good times. There was always something that they had in their, their Christmas um, or Santa sack <laughs> that I thought, oh, I wish I had that. And That's Santa right. really overlooked me this year. <laughs> but then you'd be talking about something that you had and they'd be thinking exactly the same thing. So you're saying that if people buy gifts off this list, everyone around the neighbourhood will be going, it's going to oh, go, oh, wow. You know. Why did I listen to that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So these gifts are absolute crackers, uh, by the way. Um, some more useful than others, but it doesn't matter. Christmas tradition says that there's an allowable margin of error as wide as the English Channel, and all those uh, all these ideas fall well into that. Without any further ado, Matt, here's your top 20 gift ideas, smashing Christmas 2021 over the boundary and deep in a stadium about row 33. Okay, let's start with one for the people who are sick of coffee-stirring injuries. It's the self-stirring coffee mug. Well, who wants to pick up a spoon these days, James, and put it in the cup? Messy. So yesterday, isn't it? (laughs) So why wouldn't you get a self-stirring coffee mug? It's got a little impeller at the bottom of it, got some batteries obviously in it, and a little button on the handle. So you throw your coffee in, and I don't want to get into a debate here about whether the coffee goes before the hot water (laughs) or the hot water before the coffee. That's a whole Uh, other area there. But whichever way you do it is the right way that you do it for you. But you can go either way with a self-stirring coffee mug. Put both ingredients in, hit the button, away it goes. Create a little whirlpool effect as well, just for a little bit of a nice yeah, visual effect. A little bit hypnotic too, I've got to say. Oh, I can yeah, stare at those things for ages. Yeah, that's right. A waste of some hours at, at, at work. If you like some milk in there, put the milk in there as well, and it'll stir the whole thing up. And I don't think you have to just keep it to coffee. If you wanted some Gatorade or some other oh, mixture, yeah. anything you've got to mix up, and yep. you'd use a spoon to mix up, well... Some tang from, some tang, from yeah. back in the 70s and now 80s. Now we're yeah. talking, yeah. yeah. So any of those things, throw that in there, hit the little button on the handle, self-stirring, away it goes, ready to drink, and then the best part about it is... To wash it up, bit of soapy water in, hit the button again. Oh, the washing's done. Job's for done. You. That's right. Now, presumably, you use a spoon to transport the coffee and all the sugar into the the cup. Yeah. Then you. you This is about stopping that spoon from getting wet, I guess. Well, stopping you have to use all those muscles to actually stir that and and then clink it against the side of the cup and annoy other people while you're stirring it away there. And those accidental injuries that you can get from stirring your coffee. That's right, the RSI you'll get. (laughs) (laughs) So for any of those coffee enthusiasts out there, that's a great little present. Now, it doesn't stir it fast enough that it'll turn a good old-fashioned coffee into a cappuccino. It won't oh. froth it up, I'm sorry. It doesn't go that fast. <laughs> but it does stir whatever's in there. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, 2022. Maybe. <laughs> well, I love it. I'm getting one. Having trouble at parties, keeping check on how many drinks you've had? Well, it can happen after three, you know. Well, we've got the digital beer counting bottle opener. Now, let me just say for the record, James, we are not recommending drinking to excess here. We're not saying... That's what not it was about. But it's easy enough to lose count. After three. Exactly right. Have three drinks and then great conversation. How many have I had? Oh, Oh, no. no. Can I drive the car? So what everyone needs, and if you get one of these, you really need to get a number of these because you don't want to mix and match. Oh, someone borrows your bottle opener. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've had seven. (laughs) Surely I've had seven. But meanwhile, everyone in the household uses it. Needs a fingerprint reader. (laughs) It needs it as well. That's right. To have individual IDs in there. But they don't have that yet. This one just realises when it's been used to open a bottle and a little digital screen goes up by one. So you just keep popping lids up by one. So you really want to issue one to each person as they come to your house. Here you go, James. Here's your bottle opener. Don't let anyone else use it. You can record exactly how many beers you've had. The other few little minor things, you've got to buy beers that you need to use a bottle opener on. So if you get ones with a screw top or cans, 
obviously no good. So you've got to change the type of beers that you get yeah, to right. make sure you can use this, yeah. issue everyone their own, and then you can sit around and there's no argument about how many beers every individual sitting around the table having some nice Christmas drinks has Bingo. had. Yep. Problem solved. That's exactly right. We didn't know we had this problem, but do you know? we do, <laughs> and we've solved it. And, you know, you probably set uh, an issue with people trying to break records and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, again, we are not encouraging drink to excess. We're not saying Rod okay, Marsh right. on a plane across to, to England, here, have this, and you can count your drinks more. David Byrne, I think we're just yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, I think it was probably right at one stage, and David yeah, came along okay. and did something else, and probably twenty other guys. Only they had the digital bottle opener. Yeah, that's right. Well, here's a question for you: Did you ever need to disappear, or did you ever want to make someone else disappear, even just for a little bit? Well, bring the magic home with your very own invisibility cloak. Where were these when I was a kid? What a great idea. <laughs> oh, they were in the um, comic book um, pages, you know, where they had the ads for the spy cameras and the x-ray vision and all that sort of stuff. All those ones that we pull out of the Phantom Comics. We give them a hard time. I'm sorry, no, no, Phantom I Comics. Love, I love I Phantom love Comics. Them, I love <laughs> but this is almost identical to the invisibility cloak you see on the Harry Potter films. On the outside, it looks like a nice velvet cloak that you just put around your shoulders if it's a bit chilly outside. But what they've got on the other side is a green screen effectively coat. So you can wear it around the house and people just see someone walking around with a silly green screen on. But if you film yourself, it comes with a nice little app and then, of course, you remove the contents of that green screen. And the movie magic. Exactly right. And it's clever enough that it actually stitches together what it works out is behind you. So it makes an extrapolation oh, that's of, cool. yeah, of what's behind you so that it fills in those bits there. Maybe not perfectly all the time. If you had a very varied background, it might struggle with it. But if it's a fairly consistent background, it would fill in those background bits so it would look exactly like you're invisible. So you can have some little videos of you walking across the screen with just your head bobbing along or maybe no head and just some legs or (laughs) maybe a spoon that you're carrying by itself across to the coffee mug that you're not going to use to stir it in, whatever it might be. But it is doing the same concept as the movies. Again, you can use any video software that will do some green screen remover. So so lots of software out there. So is this not just... possibly have a priced piece of green cloth that we could have bought from any run-of-the-mill. It's special green screen, James. It's not just a normal green screen. It's special green screen. But it comes with the app as well. The app's free if you've got this particular cloak. Again, most video software out there, any good video software will allow you to remove green screen or different colours that will remove out of a picture. But Mm -hmm. this one, obviously, allows you to do that with the app. And so they call it Metachrome green screen technology. Ah. Again, that sounds pretty impressive. Metachrome. But it might be just like you say. It might be just a n- nice, consistent colour of green. But sounds like you could have lots of fun with that on Christmas Day, yeah, filming things, going sure. in while grandpas asleep on the couch and Dis- going and... <laughs> disappearing. People <laughs> disappearing right in front of your eyes. That's right. Having someone you know, steal a hat off grandpa with no one there and all sorts of fun stuff you could oh, do. those extended family Christmases. That's everyone's right. got someone they'd like to make disappear. Uh, so I like that one. If you're a Harry Potter fan, absolutely. Now, how about a wireless charger with your mum's face on it? Here's the wireless charger photo frame. So some people don't like the idea of a bit of extra clutter on their desk and those wireless chargers, they're a bit clumsy and ugly and we have talked before about maybe mm. having one inserted underneath your desk so you oh, don't yeah. have to Very see, discreet. Yeah, don't have to see anything on there. But for people that are in IT, often they're a bit black and white in their thinking, a bit binary in their thinking, and so they don't like to have nice little family photos or Mm. emotional stuff on their desk. Forget the aesthetics and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. But this might be a way that someone might be able to sneak in the family photo. It's a desktop photo frame, so you can put the lovely family photo in there and have it sitting on the desk 
And the IT guy might say, oh, I don't want that family photo on there. How boring is that? But it's got the wireless charger built in behind the actual photo uh. and the frame sticks out enough that you can just sit your phone in front of it, cover up the photo and does the wireless charging there. Dang. So a nice subtle way to get the family photo onto the desk while giving a practical component of the wireless charger. Or you maybe could have a photo in there of just you holding up a sign saying, don't forget to charge your phone, you idiot. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> or a picture of exactly your phone so it sits in there and matches it precisely. No, so no, no when I you think take my it phone out, was charging all the time. Oh, so that's that, true too. Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> so whatever photo you want to put in there, it just drops down the back of the photo frame. Oh, lovely. It's just a normal wireless charger with the photo frame built around it. So, And that's what I'm trying to aim for in some of these presents. It's just simple little things like that that even if you're very pedantic about your IT needs, your technology needs, you don't mind a little gimmicky thing like that. Hmm. Very cool. Do you know someone with a needy dog? But are they too lazy to get off their couch? That's the big question. This is me. I want one of these next things. It's all about the Barks Buddy Ball. Tell us about it, Matt. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long I play ball with our dogs. My daughter's yeah, got they, two dogs. They've got time for some more. They'll keep coming back and it doesn't matter what you've done and how much you've played with them. You go to turn around and leave, and obviously they give you the puppy dog eyes, and you can't walk away from <laughs> one those. One more time. Throw the ball one <laughs> oh, more time. That's it. And <laughs> next thing you know, hours of your life have gone. So this is absolutely brilliant. It's quite a clever ball. It's got a lot of technology built into it. It's got some motion sensors for a start, so it sits on the ground still. It doesn't do anything. As soon as it's bumped or moved, it's got some uneven weights inside, so it will take off in a random pattern. Mm. And so the dog will go, oh, the ball's running away from me. I'll chase it. So it's got a bit of a run to try and keep up with it in a veering pattern or a veering motion. Pick up the ball, run along, drops it again. And of course, the ball's motion sensor has already been activated. So off it goes again. <laughs> on one charge, this is the thing that I like about it most, James, is on one charge, it will give you eight hours of playtime. Now, I reckon my dogs <laughs> would be done after eight hours. I reckon they'd do them. Sooner or later, they're going to give up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I can just imagine, though, just giving it a little nudge with my foot accidentally and then having it tear across the floor and me just screaming like, well, a screamer. <laughs> um, and, and then the dogs come running out, and then next, you know, they're playing with it, running around the house with it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So if you've got it somewhere, maybe you keep it very still before you use it. But just going out and playing with it, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So now it's a bit like that spoon. You kind of feel like IT people are a bit lazy, don't you? We've got mm. a, a spoon you don't need anymore, a cup. <laughs> Go and play fetch with the dog while you just sit there and play on your phone. It just yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to say that... IT people are lazy and they've got a reputation for sitting there eating chips and drinking <laughs> Coke or anything like that, but it does seem that way, doesn't oh, it? We've all seen the movie Wall-E and, uh, and what happens when uh, you just let technology take over. <laughs> now, someone who keeps their toothbrush a little too close to the toilet. I mean, it sits on the vanity, sure, but the toilet is just, well, it's just there. <laughs> uh, so my question is, how are those fecal coliforms going, folks? Mmm, fecal coliforms on your toothbrush. Even if you really don't know what a fecal coliform is, you know it's probably best to keep them out of your mouth. Perhaps <laughs> the toothbrush steriliser is in order here. This is for those people that are really anal about their cleanliness. And there's a few movies that spring to my mind <laughs> with Jack Nicholson. There, just okay, <laughs> right. moving right on. There's that movie with Jack Nicholson. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he is obviously compulsive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know the one you're talking he, about. We'll he, get to it later. He, he's, he's got all these cakes of soap. He can only use each cake of soap once and then throws it away. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. for people that are that clean... 
And then they're going to pick up their toothbrush, which sits maybe a metre or so from their toilet, just yep. not thinking about all of those things. There's a whole Mythbusters episode about that. Yeah, yep. that's right. Don't remind us, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got all that, but you just try and put it to the back of your mind. Or if you really are concerned about it, well, this is exactly what you need, a toothbrush steriliser. It's got some UV lights mm. in it. You put the head of it into the actual steriliser. The lights go on, goes on for a couple of minutes, sterilizes the toothbrush, and then away you go. You can feel much more comfortable next time you use it, much more comfortable when you realize that, yes, my toothbrush is very close to the toilet, but I can live with it because I've got a toothbrush steriliser. What more do I need in life? Awesome. And you don't have to worry about looking up what a fecal colour form <laughs> no, is. That's right. <laughs> more importantly. <laughs> now, do you know someone who needs a little zhuzhing for their online meetings or their TikTok videos, for example? It's probably the lighting, and you can be their solution, folks. Matt? The Illumiring is what you need. It's basically a ring of light that will sit on your tablet, your phone, whatever it might be, and it's a ring so that the camera can go through the middle of it. Sit straight through the middle of it. Straight through the middle of it. It clips over the back of the phone or iPad or computer, whatever you're using, and then it gives light directly onto your face. Now, we've talked a little bit about this before where people think, oh, good, I need to see the screen. I'll make sure I sit somewhere where there's a nice bright sunlight behind me coming through the window. (laughs) And, of course, anyone looking sees this dark bob of a shadow (laughs) and this bright light coming through and they can't see anything that they're doing. So it's very frustrating. We won't even talk about the audio side of it. Let's just talk about the actual visual side Mm. of it. It's all about the look. That's right. So this here allows you to put it on, have light coming directly onto your face so you can actually look good when you're in that meeting or doing your TikTok video or taking selfies, whatever it might be, and it's actually the right colour light. So sometimes people have very harsh white lighting Mm. and then they look like they're glowing or glowing white. So this gives you the right colour of LED white that will make your skin look the best. And again, on battery, run for long enough to be able to do, get through a normal Zoom meeting or get through a bunch of selfies. Just easy, convenient, and helps us all look good. So this is for probably those teenagers in your life that are absolutely obsessed with (laughs) selfies, obsessed with TikTok, whatever it might be, that cannot do anything without, I better take a photo of this and me in it. This is perfect for those people in your life. Give it that professional quality. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but but it helps (laughs) them look a lot better. It helps you make it look a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Here's one that won't be annoying by Christmas lunch. It's a sound effect maker. Don't we all love a good sound effect, mate? <laughs> well, the old whoopee cushion was the classic Christmas yeah. party fun where you'd sit it under Grandpa's chair, pick on Grandpa today, and yeah. out it'd go the whoopee, and he wouldn't notice, but everyone else in the room would have a bit of a chuckle. And then came that one with, uh, with the little button that just made the fart noise. Yep, that's right. What more do you need <laughs> in life? And, of course, apps came along, and there is still that ability to have a thousand different noises, a million different noises probably with an app. But I still like the idea of a physical machine. Now, this one isn't that fancy. It does 16 different noises. You can't program it. You can't add your own noises. You can't do anything fancy. It's just got 16 buttons and 16 pre-programmed noises. And, of course, it has got passing wind as one of those noises. You couldn't have any novelty machine without that. (laughs) It wouldn't sell. That's right. But you've got things like you might be sitting around in class and the teacher asks a question in class and one of the students gets it wrong and so someone else in the class has the machine and they do the classic ba-boom sound. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Or yes. you might give it to one of your staff and they ring up a good sale and it gives the classic ka-ching sound. Yeah. So all those classic sounds that you can just have lots of fun with and you're right, it is something I'd probably give to someone that I don't like because <laughs> by the end of Christmas Day they would be, be annoying the heck out of everyone <laughs> and so then the I could tell everyone see. popular family member. <laughs> that's right, I told you I didn't like that person, that's why because you've got all these noises 
he's making. <laughs> but it is just, a, I think, a bit of fun in terms of being able to just produce those noises. Mm. The quality's not very good. You can't program it. You can't make it modify mm. anything else. But it just gives you the ability to have some fun. Uh, and punch waste the conversation around the Christmas table. It does. And be prepared to just throw it out the next day. <laughs> I don't know that you'll, you'll keep it for a very long period of time. Now, let's move on with a bit of a more serious note here. This one's a bit serious. Uh, it's a smart, a smart sock for babies and infants. Now, I remember we used to have a, a, a touchpad that we put under the, the cot mattress while, while we had our three boys in their cot. Um, but once, I remember one of the boys rolled down the end of the cot and was off the pad, and so it set off the alarm, and it just we went crazy. Um, so we raced in there, and, of course, it was happily, I think he was smiling sweetly back at us, having a <laughs> lovely day. But, um, yeah, so this one, you can't roll off because it's, you're wearing it. And, yeah, you're uh, wearing it your sock. Maybe you'll peel it off or kick it off during the night. But it does actually monitor a whole range of things about your body just from the sock. So you charge it up. It goes for about 16 hours on one charge, so presumably enough to get through a night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Maybe some kids sleep a bit longer than that. <laughs> Maybe teenagers sleep a bit longer than that. But essentially it'll get you through a night. It'll check things like your heart rate your oxygen level while you sleep. Once you start getting a bit restless in the morning, you'll know on your phone about the fact that your child is about to wake up before they've even woken up because they've Mm. started stirring, their heart rate might start changing slightly, just some changes start to occur. A great way to monitor a child, say, five years or under. If you want to just feel comfortable they're okay, if you want to make sure that things are going the way they should, if you've got a child that maybe has some problems that you want to keep monitoring on. Lots of people use the baby monitors just to listen for things, but Mm. that assumes your child is going to make a noise. If you've got something like SIDS, for example, again, it's a very serious problem, something like SIDS, then you would get an alert straight away if the heart stopped beating or if there was no blood flow going through the foot. So really good thing for things like that. So, yeah, a bit of a serious one, but still something that people like that technology. Now, we're not saying get one of these and then go out to a party 10 blocks away and enjoy yourself and wait for an app to come through or an alert to come through on your app to say something's wrong. It's obviously designed to be used around the house and just give parents a bit of comfort while their child's sleeping. Yeah, very clever idea. Yeah. Now, another clever idea. We all know that puppy training can be hard and bad puppy habits can be really hard to break. Matt, what does an amateur puppy trainer get for Christmas this year? And don't say another new puppy. <laughs> That's what one, isn't it? <laughs> and this is after they've played with the ball for long enough. When the dog, maybe it's the next door neighbour's dog, becomes a bit annoying, this is an ultrasonic device, sound device, that will put out a high enough pitched noise that we won't hear it as human, so we aren't affected by it at all, but it will annoy a dog. Now, it sounds in some way maybe a bit cruel, Mm. but I think it just annoys the dog Mm. to the point where they get distracted by it, and then they might stop barking or stop the behaviour they're doing. Well, another strategy was the collar that emits that electric shock. I mean, we all know that that some people, well, that can be a bit of a divisor, that one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this seems a bit nicer putting electric shock through (laughs) the dog, but the noise there might be something that you could do some conditioning as well. So if the dog comes and barks every time a certain person comes along, you might start to condition them and go, this person's okay. Bark when a burglar comes along, but this person, they're okay. Mm. So there's lots of training you can do with this particular device. You probably shouldn't carry it around the neighbourhood and just do it at every dog that you see <laughs> as you walk by. And burglars, please tune out. It's not a good device for you. We don't want you to settle down dogs when you come to burglar place. It's really designed just to help keep your dog a bit quiet without using anything physical and just to distract the dog with that annoying high-pitched noise. So it sounds like a pretty reasonable one to me. Happy to hear some feedback from some people who are involved in dogs a lot more than I am to see if there's any problems with it. Yeah, uh, and... And whether or not it actually works, too. (laughs) That's another point, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be interesting to see. 
Here's one for someone who needs their ego stroked and they don't get enough credit. It's the emergency affirmation button. Don't we all need one of these? Oh, that pat on the back that just comes to you. At times we do. So this has got one job in life, James. It's a button. It's a big it's a red button. button. <laughs> and if you're not feeling so great about yourself, then you just hit the button. It's and pretty uncomplicated. It's pretty uncomplicated. And then the button will say, you're awesome. That's it. It doesn't know your name. Maybe that can be a revision two where it can actually program your name so I can say, James, you're awesome. <laughs> but that's all it does in life. It's just a way. Great job, James. <laughs> that's, that's right. In a very personal way. <laughs> that's all it's designed to do just to give you something that makes you feel good. And look, again, maybe around the office situation, people come along, they want to complain to their boss. They say, yep, I've heard you complain. Now hit the button there. You're awesome. Out you go. Have a nice day. <laughs> Do it for the kids. When the kids come home from school, not feeling great, something happened at school, hit the button. There you go. <laughs> I, I can just say it being a great way to address some mental health problems or a great yeah. way to waste 20 bucks. Either a, way. <laughs> a bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> one of those little stocking fillers uh, or the Chris Kringle present at work. Yeah? I think absolutely, yep. <laughs> Here's one. If global warming's getting you down on a personal level, we've now got the wearable sports cooler fan. Why didn't we have this before? Mm. Where has this been? I know. Well, I've seen those hats where they've got a little fan on it. It looks yeah. really clunky. Yeah. And the one I used to see at school, I was very <laughs> jealous of some guys that came to school that had the little cylinder. It probably just fitted a couple of batteries, maybe some C-sized batteries inside it. So it was about that sort of thickness. And the blades folded down. Yeah. And then when you turn it on, centrifugal force would spin those blades out. And of course, then they'd hold it there. So... That was pretty cool, excuse the bad pun, but this here does that but on steroids because it just sits around your neck so it rests nice in your neck. It's got two movable arms that come out and the blades aren't sitting out in the open like that one that I was talking about which can just catch your finger and maybe sting it a bit. I don't think they hurt very much. <laughs> but they're enclosed blades in a little ring. So you just adjust those on some little extendable arms to just get the right angle across your face and just keeps you cool. So you can imagine maybe a tradie sometimes in the middle of summer getting up inside a ceiling is a pretty unpleasant place to be. But having that nice flow of air across your face, going out for a walk, I don't think you'd need it if you were going for a serious run or maybe a bike ride because you've got enough airflow then anyway. But for things that don't involve so much airflow across you in mm. the activity, this sort of thing would be absolutely brilliant. Or let's face it, as you say, some personal air conditioning in the classroom, in the office, maybe well, at home. I think, yeah, I think you might have brushed on it earlier on um, that uh, I've had to climb into some pretty uh, still sort of places that get pretty hot and yeah. you, you're just doing one of those jobs under the house or something, just having yep. a little bit of circulation can change everything there. Yeah. Look, I'm uh, also going to have to have a conversation with you about centrifugal force. Force, which isn't a thing. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, I used it. As I said it, I went, oh, James, you're going to pick me yeah, up on that. Do you know what? It just grated on me, and that's all I could think about for about two minutes. That's right. Um, so centripetal, centrifugal. Thank you very much. Yes. That's, oh, that's heaps better. All right, now I'm starting to relax. For those of you who need your coffee fast, but also environmentally friendly, obviously the cups are a bit of an issue, right? Well, we've got the tap to pay reusable cup. Matt, what's the story behind this one? Well, it is 2021, almost 2022. Mm. If you aren't using a reusable coffee cup, please then do. you're not part of our modern world going forward. So as you say, please do, please get your act together. So go and buy a reusable coffee cup for someone. But if you just want that convenience where you don't even have to take your phone with you to buy that coffee or take your watch with you to pay for that coffee, what you need is a reusable cup with a tap to pay built into the cup. Program it with your card or cards. I assume it can only take one, but it maybe can take more than that. But presumably it takes one card. You hand over your cup to the barista, say, 
please tap that to pay and fill up my cup with the coffee that I'm buying and away I go. What a convenient thing mm. to do. Go out early in the morning. You don't have to grab anything but your cup and away you go. Now, if they could build this one with the self-stirring concept in as well, that'd be good. But it's probably already stirred once the time they put the coffee in at the barista. But if you just want to stir it up later on, combine it all into one reusable self-stirring tap-to-pay coffee cup. <laughs> one fluid mo- a movement and you've got yourself a coffee. That's right. You beauty. <laughs> Physics nerds unite, Maglev is here and carrying your music now. What's this about with them? Uh, Maglev magnetic levitating speaker, Matt. You've used all those magic words, haven't you? Levitating, that sounds oh, pretty yeah. cool. Maglev, I yeah. mean, VFTs around the world, not all of them, but some of them use... We love talking about superconductors yeah, in, yeah. in physics, yeah? yeah and so Maglev, uh, but I'm not quite sure this is going to have a superconductor. <laughs> I don't think it is, just for the price, but I don't think they've, they've managed to squeeze a superconductor. <laughs> your in. access to liquid nitrogen. Yeah, it might yeah. be a bit of an issue, but it, it is cool. It's basically just a Bluetooth speaker. You know, a big deal, Bluetooth speakers, they've been around for a while, but this Bluetooth speaker levitates and, and it so does you so you can play with it that's right it does yes. so by having a nice big base it obviously puts out a strong enough magnetic field that the orb balances on that magnetic field on top and that means it's sitting there in midair so you give it a little spin it'll mm. keep spinning for a long time not much friction there just spinning around the middle of the air it's got some coloured lights that'll flash to the beat of the music I'm not sure how good a quality the speaker is it's probably not fantastic because it's got so much other technology <laughs> built into it but imagine that sitting on the desk when you come into someone's office and you go, wow, isn't that cool? It's better than the old Newton's cradle with the five <laughs> balls sitting there. You can bounce back and forth. This thing just sits there, hovers the whole time, plus the flashing lights. And who doesn't like flashing lights? What no, the heck? That's right. And I can just see myself on Christmas Day just staring at this thing, listening <laughs> to Bing Crosby play on the Christmas carols and, and spinning it and spinning that's it right. and spinning it until someone comes in and throws it out the window. Well, they might spin it in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they no. might throw you. <laughs> My OCD. <laughs> Here's some 90s nostalgia for the arcade geeks of yesteryear. Ninja Turtles are back. They're in a big upright video game box and you can stash it in your lounge room <laughs> like it is an arcade from 1991. Yeah, that's right. Now, I must admit, I was never into the Turtles that much. Oh, I was. They, oh, well, yeah, they didn't do it for me. It just, I don't know why. It just Anyway, whatever. That's, you know, people are enormous. Good luck to them. But this is exactly you say, an arcade game. So if you've got any friends or family that really do like they're Ninja Turtles, and just a shout-out to James's wife there for a possible <laughs> present. This is just the old classic arcade game. It doesn't do anything extra, but it just gives you the ability to go in the lounge room, relax for 10 minutes, and play a bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and feel good about the world and drop back 30 years in your life, and then away you go again. So there's lots of different arcade games you can get, lots of programmable with new games, but this is really relying on the fact that it's just, let's go back to the old days and have that, particular arcade game there just for people to use mm, and i'm thinking that um that you take it home and your wife says where are we going to put that and you say oh in the lounge room of course <laughs> right next to the foosball table and the um well i've the got disco the bedroom, ball. The bedroom <laughs> or the lounge room which one do you prefer darling <laughs> i love gifts that don't really do anything uh that they they do they yeah they change colour or they do something little. And this, I think, is one of those things. It's a lovely little knick-knack that um, you can stare at for ages as it does its thing, but it's not going to change the world on it. It's the thermodynamic hand boiler. Tell us all about this, Matt. You have offended a lot of people. Oh, sorry. Because, <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't do something? This is a fantastic... This helps well, people understand science. science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's talks a, about Charles's law. It talks about... Things expanding, gases, liquids mm-hmm. expanding when they're heated up. I mean, what's 
not to get excited about with mm. all of that. It's just a little glass tube, an enclosed glass tube, and it looks like you can make the liquid inside there boil just by putting it in your hand. Mm. Now, it's filled with ethyl alcohol, so it's got a lower boiling point than water, for example, but you're not really boiling it because even though it's a lower boiling point, it's 78 degrees Celsius. Now, most people I know don't have... Mm their hands <laughs> at about 78 degrees Celsius. Or if you do, you need to get to hospital. <laughs> That's right, very quickly, exactly right. But what it does do is it makes the liquid expand, it goes up the tube, and there's some gases that get trapped in that, and as they expand, they go through the liquid and then bubble out the top. So it looks like the liquid inside mm. there is boiling. Yep. So people look at it, they go, wow, that's fascinating. They go, I can't believe James said this did nothing. And they <laughs> then start to be interested in science maybe and go, we should explore this a bit more. I wonder how that works. I wonder what the scientific principles are behind that. They go and do a bit of research. They come up with Charles' Law and they go, wow, this is fantastic. I'm going to go and be a science teacher. It's all done. All from this one thing, James. And then they can go and put it in their box of other things that <laughs> don't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Booby trap your friends with gifts for their kids to keep them awake until all hours. We've got the special Galaxy World Projector. It transforms any room into a magical space with starry light. Now, I did think this might be a great gift for your kids, but I like your idea better. Someone that you want to really annoy, you give it to them. You make sure you give it to the kids that they yeah, can hand to the kids first. and you tell them all about how wonderful it is and all they have to do is set it up and they can be like, feel like they're out in space. And it's only going to work at night time around <laughs> bedtime. I'd make sure you turn it on then. then they need to settle down. It's, it's a, basically just a projector, but it gives you a projector of a beautiful starry night sky. Now, it's got no relevance to the real night sky. It's not trying to pretend to be some wonderful learning experience where you can look up and go, oh, I can see mm. that particular planet or whatever it might be in the sky it just gives you a bunch of stars bouncing around inside the room maybe good for a party if you want to go to an 80s themed disco type party nice. but more importantly good just to keep the kids awake and fascinated with that for many hours at night time or if they're annoying you and they want to go camping all the time and you don't want to go camping necessarily you can just say well we'll camp inside That's right. in your bedroom <laughs> Put the, tent, you can, put the tent up, no, put the tent up in the lounge room and have this inside the tent. <laughs> but it's got lights on there. It's got the ability to play music through it. Of course, everything's a Bluetooth speaker these days. So it's got all that in there. But really what it does is just put some lights up on the ceiling and you go, wow, doesn't that look cool? Yeah, and, and on a serious note, it probably does a bit of stress relief as well for some people too. Yeah, I think it is very soothing just watching some yeah. stars just yeah. float around slowly. Maybe a bit of music on in the background. That, yeah. Yeah. Set an ambient feel. Back to the really practical. Matt, uh, I'm going to need you to name this. This is the Stego Mini USB-C hub for iPads with USB-C. Mouthful. <laughs> it's good yeah. to do well. <laughs> so many iPads now come with USB-C. In fact, all of them come with USB-C except the standard 10.2. So the Mini and the Pro and the Air... Apple's kind of given in with their lightning port with mm. those range of iPads and they've got USB-C, but it's only one connector on there. So this is actually probably the most practical. I'm a bit embarrassed about this one. It's a bit too practical, really. Mm. But for someone that's got an iPad, they might think at times, oh, it'd be good to have something else plugged in there. They might want to plug in good old-fashioned wired headphones or they might want to plug in a camera or even a monitor. They might want to look at a monitor from their iPad. So this one device allows you to plug in this device to the USB-C port and then out of that, you've got a number of ports. So you can plug in all of these other things and all at the same time. So you're not limited to just 
one thing plugged in. So quite a practical thing. Yeah. So I do apologise to our listeners for the practicality of this one. <laughs> but with so many people getting iPads and iPads still ruling the world in terms of the tablet market and so many of those coming with USB-C now, that's one of the complaints I've often heard is that, well, that's great, but I can plug it into charge or I can plug in my headphones or I can plug in to maybe transfer some data. But it's all these ores that gets people a little bit frustrated. So by having this sort of device, this USB-C hub effectively, you've got the ability to plug all those in at the same time. Yeah. So for anyone that's got one, Very versatile. they mightn't throw it out. They might use it again on Boxing Day even. Mm. That's how good it could be. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Last three to Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, no surprises here, folks. Um, we live in an age of self-defence, personal protection, um, and, and you know, it's an issue that people need to get a little bit serious about. We have the Safe Sound Personal Alarm, the instant thief and attacker deterrence. It's what? a bit sad that we actually need to even talk about something like this, but it is quite practical and something that I would certainly give to my daughters as a very practical present. It puts out 130 dB, hangs off your key rings, so very small, so something that small. 130 decibels are hard to ignore. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. So having something that loud just on your key ring means that you can have it with you all the time without having to think about it. You don't say, oh, I better pick up my blah before I go out tonight mm. or before I go and get in my car. It's just there with your key, so you've got it there all the time. Something happens, something happens you don't like, something happens when you're attacked, whatever it might be. You go and scream out and say, help, then maybe people just look the other way because it's mm. a bit too inconvenient. But you put this noise out, A, for a start, you're probably going to be deafened. <laughs> maybe not completely, <laughs> but you're probably going to have some ringing ears. Don't wear it as a chain around your neck no, as a pendant. I, I, yeah. I don't think I'd do that one. And B, the person who might be attacking you or the thief who might be there is probably going to be fairly startled by this, especially if you get it near their ears. Mm. It's probably going to be pretty startling for them. Well, the startle factor is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then they might think, well, maybe someone else will hear this noise. I can't hear anything that's going on anymore. Maybe someone else will hear it, so I better run away from this situation and get away. So just a mm. small way to maybe keep some people a bit safer out there at night time, which is a bit of a shame we've got to talk about that, but it is a reality in the world we live in today. Mm. A very good idea. And just like this last one that we've got for you, this last tasty treat, this one's got question marks all over it, though. Uh, I guess it's a case of what do you give the person who has absolutely everything? It's the useless box. I've actually got one here for demonstration, James. <laughs> I just The noise, I like the noise. I'll just do the noise up to the mic right here. That was it, on and off. I'll just do it again. <laughs> so, as the name suggests... It is useless. It's a box. It's a rectangular box. But it's got. Uh, it's a, a little bit elaborate because you've got to assemble it, do you? You've got to assemble it. So that's nice for the geek in your life that assembly, oh, that means I've got to use my skills and put it all together. So that sounds like fun straight away. So that gets people excited. You put it together. It's not that hard. It's a very basic Meccano-type construction. Yeah, but I can see it's got some screws that, you know, you're going to need a little screwdriver for. And yeah. yeah so it's, it's elaborate enough to keep your brain occupied for uh, the time that you're building it. At least the 10 minutes it takes to put it together. Good. Put some batteries in, it's got a little motor inside, and it's got a little finger. So literally you flick the switch from off to on, and the lid lifts up, and a finger comes out and flicks the switch from on to off, and the lid closes. It does nothing else. That's it. It is absolutely useless, although I must admit, as I sit there and look at it now, it's quite... Quite mesmerising. <laughs> Sorry, a little finger pops out of the box to turn it off. And I suppose you could, if you wanted to colour in that finger and make it a bit different, dress it up a little bit, but you don't get to see it for long. It's like, 
You know, it's only <laughs> popping out for about a minute or for a second or so. But I, you know, I can see people sitting there flicking that off and on for for minutes on Christmas Day before they finally get sick of it. It's completely useless, but that's kind of what I'm going for in these range of gifts. Things that maybe aren't that practical, but just have some sort of novelty value about them. <laughs> and give someone like me, an idiot like me, something to laugh at for a good little while. <laughs> that's right. And appropriately named, useless box. I can't think of a better name for something very like apt, that. Very apt. And that's another episode tied up with another big red Christmassy bow. Matthew Dickerson, you are the gift that keeps on giving. The nation owes you a debt of gratitude for this. You've solved a thousand problems in just one short episode and very nice work. I do apologise for any of those people that get one of these gifts on Christmas Day. <laughs> Please don't hold me responsible. <laughs> just blame the gift Oh, we'd be interested to hear comments and stuff. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And that's all from me. I'm James Eddy, your tech-talking host, wishing you the best of luck in your gift hunting this Christmas. Don't forget to give a bit of the love back this way, though, by clicking the like button and subscribing so that you'll set us all up for another wonderful new year. 